Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Thursday, November 29th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at more turmoil at Deutsche Bank, the security of the UK and Germany's new 5G systems, and what Fed Chair Jay Powell said to ease investor worries over rising interest rates. Then the FT's Peter Campbell explains why UK car production is down, and what's happening to the global car market. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. There's more turmoil at Germany's biggest lender. The head of Deutsche Bank's investment bank, Garth Ritchie, is facing renewed doubts over his future. Mr. Ritchie's contract was extended for five years in September, but two people close to Deutsche's supervisory board told the FT that some are questioning if Mr. Ritchie is the right person for the job. Mr. Ritchie is an equities banker, and he was quickly promoted as his colleagues either left or were fired in recent years. Mr. Ritchie runs the overall corporate and investment bank division, and it only earned a 2% return on tangible equity. That's a far cry from the 2021 group target, which is 10%. Mr. Ritchie isn't the only one on Deutsche's management board under pressure. According to reports this week, the group's head of regulation, Sylvie Madara, and its America's boss, Tom Patrick, may also be heading for the door. The UK and Germany are preparing auctions for licenses of 5G mobile technology, and Chinese telecoms company Huawei has been seen as a frontrunner to build the first networks in both countries. But US officials have warned the two countries to be vigilant against national security threats, and the FT reports that officials from both countries are growing increasingly wary of Huawei's potential involvement. The main US concern is that Huawei's ties to the Chinese government could enable snooping or interference. They're also worried about the potential application of China's national intelligence law. That law says that Chinese organizations must support, cooperate with, and collaborate in national intelligence work. Huawei has strongly denied any charges of spying. So I'm going to begin by briefly reviewing the outlook for the economy. This is Brendan Greeley. I am the U.S. editor for FT Alphaville. Today, I went to see Jay Powell, the chair of the Federal Reserve, speak to the New York Economic Club, about 500 of us in a room, hanging on his every word. We aim to strengthen the foundation of democratic legitimacy that enables the Fed to serve the American people. We have been at the end of a very long economic expansion for three to five years. We've been wondering when this expansion will be over. It's historically long. And markets are looking at some small indicators that suggest that perhaps the party is about to be over. And the reason this is important right now is that markets are looking at the Fed and they're saying, are you seeing what we're seeing? We're a little concerned. Are you concerned? What this did then was give Jay Powell a chance to do actually quite elegant Fed speak. In October, he said that we are a long way from neutral. The neutral interest rate is sort of what we think the interest rate should be if nothing good or nothing bad is happening. And if he says we're a long way from neutral, that means that he's going to continue to raise rates for a while until we get to what he thinks is neutral. That freaked people out because they thought that that meant that he was going to continue on this stair step of hikes. Uh, It's almost programmatic for a while until we reach what he thinks is neutral. He sort of walked that back a little bit. Instead of saying we're a long way from neutral, he said we're just just below the range of estimates of that level that would be neutral for the economy, that is neither speeding up nor slowing down growth. So that was the difference. That suggested that there were only one or two more hikes before he takes a pause. Markets reacted 
immediately. Within the hour, the S&P 500 was up 1%. And Jay Powell today pretty elegantly told everybody, without having to say it outright, that he is seeing what they're seeing, which is all they wanted to know. On Wednesday, the Federal Reserve also flagged that a hard Brexit posed a near-term risk to the U.S. financial system. Earlier in the day, analysts from the Bank of England and the U.K. government warned of the economic impact of a huge range of potential outcomes from the Brexit process. The potential outcome closest to Theresa May's Brexit deal would result in a hit to British living standards. Government economists calculated that the U.K. economy would be 3.9% worse off in 15 years. And here's something else you might want to know more about. Car production in the UK dropped almost 10% in October. That's the fifth consecutive month of declining output. And brands like Toyota, Nissan, Honda, BMW's mini brand, and Jaguar Land Rover are just some of the manufacturers being hit. Eight in 10 cars made in the UK are actually sold overseas, and buying is slowing down around the globe. The FT's Peter Campbell is here to tell us what's to blame for this drop in production and what it means for the state of the car industry worldwide. Well, the thing that contributes most to a fall in car factory output is car sales. Car sales have been falling across the UK for some months now. They've been falling in Europe and in other parts of the world. Car sales are falling in the US and in China as well. General Motors recently announced that they're planning to close plants in the U.S. Is this a trend we're seeing in the entire global auto industry? So the whole of the global auto industry is looking at car sales across the world and wondering if they have hit the peak of the cycle. Now, it's an incredibly cyclical industry. Many people think it probably has. The U.S. car sales fell last year. They're likely to fall again this year and next year. GM's decision was partly based around the fact that the utilization rate in their plants is not great. And also because they're trying to shift away from the sedan saloon market, which is doing very badly in the US in favor of SUVs and pickup trucks. But all of the car manufacturers are looking seriously at going into a few years of downward sales. There's pressure in the US, there's pressure in China. Uh, And so a lot of them think we're about to hit the downward point of of the curve in the cycle. Uh, Yesterday, on on Wednesday, we also saw Ford make some adjustments to its production capacity. It didn't lose any jobs, but it also did a slight reshuffling of its manufacturing in order to uh, move more towards SUVs and try and slim down its exposure to sedans. And how are tariffs imposed by the U.S. affecting the sector? So tariffs, uh, and particularly just all of the issues around the trade war, are hurting car manufacturers quite a lot, not only because they put the brakes on consumer spending and and so in markets such as China, they are having an impact on sales, but also because it's massively increasing their costs. Both General Motors and Ford in the US are facing much higher raw material costs because the US has imposed tariffs on steel and aluminium on imported goods, um, many domestic manufacturers are putting up their prices, and that has forced many of the U.S. car producers to pay far more for their metals, even though they buy them domestically. And what does an auto slowdown mean for the U.K. economy going forward? So the car industry in Britain has enjoyed several years of pretty phenomenal growth uh, following the financial crash. Car manufacturing was heading for record levels following uh, lots of waves of investment from international manufacturers. 
Uh, and that isn't coming to an end. Uh, many of the international manufacturers are still investing in their plants in the UK. But there are real concerns that car manufacturing could certainly fall in the next few years. And particularly, a lot of it is dependent on Brexit. We still don't know how Brexit is going to turn out. We already saw uh, some warnings about the potential impact on the economy from that, because those British plants that export, if they face tariffs, will then face a serious price disadvantage when they're competing against cars that are made on the continent in Europe where they don't face tariffs. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be looking at fourth quarter results from HP. It's expected to report a rise in revenue helped by strength in its personal systems that sell notebooks and desktops. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.